Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, the big show, the most important and, dare I say, critically acclaimed podcast sure. that's recorded in our car. You can say anything. I can say anything. And <laughs> some of it's even true, perhaps. <laughs> Who knows? By accident. By accident. Yeah, stop clocks are, stopped clocks are right twice a day, at least if they got the hands on them, which you don't see too much of anymore. So welcome to the show. Uh, we're heading east today. Unfortunately, we're heading towards the People's Republic of Illinois, which is almost but not quite a political statement, because we don't do politics at 3BY. Uh, but anyway, in fact, we'll just mention here, if you leave... Because this particular podcast and story that goes with it may elicit some political comments uh, left in our comment section on 3BY. And I want to just safely and in a friendly way assure you that if you write a politically uh, flavored comment on our website, it will never pass moderation. We will not let it in there. So don't waste your time. We had one yesterday that was, my goodness me, virulent. Not directed towards us, which we don't care whether they are or not. I mean, we both got incredibly thick skins. But it was, it was, would you say it was politically charged? I'd say it was politically cannon fired. Not just charged. They just fired it right out. Uh, and, and she said, It got immediately deleted. Yeah, she, she said, well, to be fair. She said, well, there's one here that's just way. You know. And I'm like, no, no, don't delete it. I want to read it. I want to read it. Let me kill it. Let me kill it. <laughs> and I did. Normally, we value comments from our readers. Absolutely. But when they start out with a political insult and then go politically downhill from there. <laughs> that's a no. Past rant. Past fireball, past nuclear, all the way to downright nasty. No. <laughs> anyway. No. Uh, so we have a, a, a topic that we're not, it's a politically <laughs> charged topic for some people today that we're just not going to talk about the political side of it at all, because that's not what we're here for. Yep. We're going to talk about... Okay. The medical side of it, the prepper side of it, and the does this theory hold water side of it. <coughs> because bottom line, we're always looking for ways as preppers to build up the medicine chest, to build up the non-traditional uh, remedies. remedies. And so we, we, we took a look at uh, medical marijuana as a prep. Now, we in the story we say this, and I, I'm going to go ahead and say the caveat before I turn it over to somebody who actually knows a little bit about science, unlike me. We're going to uh, throw the disclaimer out there that we... Do not break the law. We just don't. We do not advise you to break the law. In fact, we advise you not to. Marijuana is legal 
in a couple of states, I think. I know it's Colorado. Two or three states have decriminalized marijuana. It's not legal nationally, so you're still kind of in really That's, iffy ground. Yeah. You're in really iffy ground. And if you're a gun owner, that is a consideration because well, be. gun ownership and drug-related charges do not coexist well. Exactly. And, you know, if you want to give the Uncle Sugar a reason to make it illegal for you to own guns, that's a really quick way of doing it. But anyway, long story short, don't break the law. You need to know, before you even consider, even slightly, exactly what the laws of in your state or your country are towards marijuana and medical marijuana. All right? Some places we have listeners where it's legal to just buy marijuana. So this will be a particular interest to people in those states. Because medical marijuana is different from recreational marijuana only in intent and legality. Right. So that's what we're saying. You don't break the law. And if you do break the law, that's on you. That's not on us. We are not advising you to break the law. And the law on this medical marijuana stuff is so all over the place. It really does depend on where you live. I know in Missouri, where we live, it just became legal to have medical marijuana. And the it's not like just getting a prescription from a doctor and going to the pharmacy. It's, it's really kind of weird how all Special works. dispensary things. Yeah. Whatever. So we're going to, uh, I'm going to let her talk about this because she did that part of it of the story, and uh, I'll fill in when I can, what I can, although I'm no expert. And she's, I wouldn't consider her an expert on it either. No, it's just something that one runs across when one studies pathophysiology. And I've never, I've never seen the, um, the prepping side of it covered, you know, because I know a lot of preppers are just like a lot of Americans smoke marijuana. They just, it's just a thing that people do. But... The question becomes, is we know it has some drug effects. I mean, some actual pharmaceutical effects. What are they? What do they help? Are there significant side effects? And take it away. The biological background of it is that the brain uses chemicals to signal from one brain cell to another brain cell. So, although a lot of what goes on in the brain is electrical, a lot of it's also chemical. And when you take in chemicals that have a shape very similar to the ones that your brain uses to communicate from one spot to another, then you can interfere with that communication, either mimicking signals to a certain place or blocking signals from a certain place. Some of the receptors for those chemical signals are called cannabinoid receptors, because they are activated by a shape of molecule in the class called cannabinoids, which, of course, primarily come outside of our bodies from cannabis sativa, the uh, marijuana plant. So this marijuana plant is making a neurochemical that is very similar in shape to things that activate segments of our own brains, (laughs) probably in an attempt to deter predation, to be honest with you. Yep, we had a building fall yeah, down we had here. Old, we're kind old of building collapsed uh, as we're of... driving by it. We're anyway, yeah, it's taking a, a look at one it. One that has been 
collapsing for years has finally gone down. So okay. the brain's got these cannabinoid receptors in a bunch of different places, responsible for a bunch of different functions. And cannabis sativa has a whole bunch of different individual compounds that are in this class. Tetrahydrocannabinol, or THC, is the most well-known of them because it's the one that affects your cognitive processes and makes you stoned. It's the whoopee part. Yeah. The other uh, very well-known one is cannabidiol, which does not make one stoned. It doesn't have cognitive effects, but it has a bunch of other cannabinoid effects in the brain. So those two are pretty well known. There's a whole bunch of other ones in the plant. You can sometimes buy these separately, like you can buy CBD oil, uh, or you can buy them as a plant extract where you get a whole bunch of stuff in there at once. And all of them are going to do things to the brain regions that use cannabinoid receptors. Sometimes they activate them, sometimes they block them. It depends on which particular chemical you're using and which particular area of the brain you're looking at. We know some of the things the cannabinoid receptors do, and we know some of the things that the marijuana plant compounds do to them. We don't know everything the cannabinoid receptors do, and we don't know everything that the plant compounds do with them. So there are some well-known effects, and there's also a whole lot of could be a whole bunch of other stuff going on, but we're not really sure going on. And because uh, cannabis is a Schedule One drug, it's very hard for legitimate researchers to do legitimate research with it. It's hard to get a hold of. The tracking is a complete pain in the tail. Uh, it's really stifled good scientific research on the stuff. So there's a whole bunch we still don't know. But we do know some things. All right. Does it have medical uses? It demonstrably has medical uses. It's useful for pain control. It's useful for nausea, uh, suppression, and appetite enhancement. And if, say, you are on chemotherapy, appetite enhancement is something that could be useful. In fact, when I myself was on chemotherapy, I could go, I could not eat all day long if I didn't set my clock and look at the clock. I would not notice. I would start to feel low on fuel about 4 o'clock in the afternoon and go, oh, wow, I guess I haven't eaten a single thing all day. That's, I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> right. And, uh, as, and as a slight aside, you know, it was kind of one of those deals where I was making her her favorite foods all the time, whether they were healthy or not. And I was finding all kinds of ways to sneak extra calories yes. into her food. Premium ice cream with nuts on top. And I couldn't even enjoy it because my taste receptors were trashed. How fair is that? Oh, man. <laughs> the worst part of that summer, though, wasn't that. The worst part of that summer. I turned green thinking of it. Oh. Deep she, fried Twinkies, guys, yeah, are she, not a thing when you're on chemo. She She was just coming out of chemo and she was it was her first day of feeling decent she wanted to ride her bicycle on the katy trail which is something we do we ride our bicycles on the katy trail even though it's a bit of a trip you know we go to town we go to columbia and we we ride our bikes there on the trail and she was feeling really good so we rode from 
from uh, about 10 miles, which is when you're on chemo or just coming off a of chemo. That 20 mile ride, because you have to get is home, a, is a pretty is a good thing. ride. Uh, on a, normally on a flat trail, it's no big deal. But so she was, we're coming into town, we're coming into Hartsburg. Yep. Hartsburg. And they're having their pumpkin festival. So it was in the fall. We'll go stop, look around the Yeah, we always stop. Yeah, festival. whenever we happen to be there, we don't usually go there for the festival because it's just like crowded and everything. But, we, you know, we happen to be there. So so we're like, okay, let's just go walk down through the vendors. And we walked down there. The first thing we come to was a fried Twinkie stand. Deep and fried I Twinkies. I have never seen her turn that color of green before or since when she sm- smelled those fried Twinkies. I don't even really remember the rest of the festival. It was just mostly... Get me out of here. Let's leave. No hurl. No Let's hurl. leave. No hurl. <laughs> no hurl. Because, you know, there's thousands of people around. She's trying not to find the nearest place to hurl, which might well have been all over me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't puke on the bike. It would rust. So, yeah, that's a real thing. Now, of course, you're probably not going to be taking chemo when the stuff hits the fan. Yeah. Because I, there are still times when, you know, when you're going to have to recover from, uh, I mean, if you get get a, a nasty case of the flu, you don't want to eat for two weeks. And if you need your strength. And some of the other intestinal disease. It's used for Crohn's disease sometimes. Yeah. Because so, that's one of the effects to bring up appetite. Right, gives you the munchies. The, the reason I brought it up is that while I was on chemo, a uh, person of my acquaintance offered to help me in that way by supplying me. And it wasn't legal medical marijuana. There wasn't any in Missouri at this time. And I, I kindly turned him down. Uh, <laughs> I appreciated the thought, but no thanks. But anyway, that's it's one of the things it is used for now, and it is commonly prescribed for people on chemo to bring their appetite up and for chronic pain control sometimes for things like anxiety and ptsd we need to throw in there the caveat that neither she or i have ever smoked a joint nope we we just just never have not uh, interested had the opportunity many many times didn't do it i mean i used to travel to travel around and go to rush concerts and i don't know if you've ever been to a a concert in the early 80s. For rock a, concerts a heavy, in the 80s. There was... And, uh, uh, yeah, there yeah. was... Uh, Cigarettes float. I will admit that I passed uh, passed the joints along, but I did not actually... It just didn't interest me. I was there for the music, not for the, not for the drugs. My personal opinion, and it's just that, is I'm not interested in introducing chemicals. I know we're going to mess with my brain chemistry, but I don't know how they're going to mess with my brain chemistry. But that's just me. Unless there's a really strong need. I will do it if there's a really strong need. And we both absolutely uh, despise smoking. Yeah. Smoking is just not our thing. So, okay. at any rate, it does have legitimate medical uses. Uh, some particular compounds of it, the CBD, has now been purified and has been um Certified by the FDA for treatment of a couple of seizure disorders that are really intractable to other forms of treatment. So, absolutely, there are medical uses for it. Does that make it a good prepper drug? 
Yeah, this is where we start to there's, have There's some other things. going. Oh, yeah, side effects. I was going to talk about side effects. Does it have some? Absolutely. Do we know what they all are? No, because of the regions of the brain thing. And also, I this is the one thing I do know. I do know that side effects... This is one of the... There's some drugs that are really, really, really... Um, person-dependent on their side effects. Well, I suppose all drugs are. But... <laughs> Cannabis can really throw out some really weird side effects for certain people and not for others. Yeah, because it affects cognitive function. But this is a particularly wonky one for side effects because some people really, really, really get them with very minimal exposure. For example, my my sister Mammy is allergic to hemp. (laughs) That'll do it right there. Hemp is the same species, but it doesn't have... Anything like the cannabinol content? No, but what I'm of saying the, uh, is, smoked weed. But she's allergic to, to the hemp that, oil. It would. Oh. Yeah, but that would trash her because she's allergic, not yeah, not because. Yeah, but that's what of, I'm saying. But some yeah. people are. That's still with my point. Yeah, that's true. That is a side effect. That's a side effect. And if you don't know, and when the stuff hits the fan, it's not the time to find out. Now, heavy use is known to cause memory impairment, learning impairment. And loss of motivation. But frankly, as far as side effects go, although it's absolutely got some, they aren't as daunting a list as the side effect lists of the drugs it's being taken to replace. Chronic pain opiates. Highly addictive, nasty side effects. All kinds of problems. Uh, Chronic pain, marijuana. Side effects, yes, it is addictive for some people, but it's not nearly as addictive as opiates. It works on the reward system, too, but it not in as a direct with a sledgehammer kind of way as the opiates do. And the opiates will do, I mean, you can, you can overdose and die on opiates. You really can't. Yeah, it's them. really, I don't know that you can do that. Uh, on, yeah, but you would have to yeah. really. You actually could because in some people it has a blood pressure lowering effect. <clears throat> but. Not like opiates. You'd have to go out of your way. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah side effects. Just like but... you can get oxygen toxicity, but you really have to go out of your way to do it. <laughs> you have yeah. to go about 300 feet out of your way, <laughs> straight down. Sorry, a little cough there. Yeah, we've got a little cough going on. Okay, you, so. You a podcast with your coffee. <laughs> side effects, not that bad. Compared to some of the drugs it's replacing. Uh, Knowing what you're getting is a much bigger problem. Because it's not the cannabis plant as a whole. With the exception of those couple little compounds for that rare kind of epilepsy. This stuff is not FDA controlled. The various states control who can sell it. But they don't really regulate its production and labeling and things like that. And I read some studies on guys who had gone out and bought medical marijuana legally to test the composition of the compounds. And they found that 17% of the edible compounds they bought actually had pretty close to the amount of uh, cannabinoids that the label said they were going to have. About 23% had more than the label claimed and 60% had less than the label claimed, sometimes quite a lot less than the label claimed. 
So you don't really know what you're getting in a lot of cases, even if you're buying medical-grade marijuana. Yeah. Uh, even off the shelf, you don't know exactly how much is in there. The other issue is shelf life. And, of course, for shelf life, to do it well, you need to actually have the stuff sitting around under various conditions, uh, controlled conditions for a while, and then retesting it. So there was not much at all of, of what I consider good quality science on this. But I found a variety of statements made by a variety of people who were interested in the marijuana industry for whatever reason. I don't say they were good sources, but I say I looked at a bunch of them to try and get an overview of what they were saying. And it went everywhere from, depending on quality of the stuff you get in the first place, exact method of refinement, and methods of storage. <laughs> the shelf life went from uh, six months to a year for the lower-grade products to what was claimed to be almost indefinite. But since they haven't been refining the compounds in the way they were describing for more than five years, calling it almost indefinite shelf life is uh, pretty much of a stretch, shall we say. They don't know yet. Highly variable shelf life, depending on exact product bought. Okay. The other thing is how much can you stock? Now, if you live in a state where it's legal to buy, that might be cake. Uh, if you are using a medical marijuana dispensation to buy it, that might be hard. Everything I could see that they use this compound for is a chronic... Uh, chronic condition, which would require chronic dosing. And that adds up to big stocks to make a useful prepper store right. of chronic, the stuff. Chronic versus acute is a big deal when it comes to prepper med. And we should probably do a, a podcast and a, and a story just on chronic versus acute when it comes to prepping. Because it is a big deal. And, and well, if you've got chronic problems, you're just really, especially if they're life-threatening problems, you know. That's it becomes tough. So anyway, just wanted to jump in there. I'm, I'm thinking about. Yeah, it can become tough. Yeah, so storing enough to be useful as a, a chronic use preparation would be a challenge for most people. I know of nowhere where it's actually legal to uh, grow for personal use, but I haven't really. No, it's not Just really my groove. I haven't looked deeply into, into, into it. it. And we're not going to get into yeah. the legal part of it. We don't and I don't know anything really about growing it other than it's a plant, and I know a few things about growing plants in general, but nothing particular about this, so I'll just leave that ideal laying there and go on. But we're, we're stocking it up, nah, yeah. it doesn't really look very plausible. We're starting to think about uh, trying some uh aquaponics and and aeroponics and stuff like that but uh we're talking about uh doing lettuce <laughs> you know, yeah not i have uh, uh heard from some gardener friends who do the indoor gardening thing that it does get you on watch list for marijuana growing if you buy much in the way of uh, indoor gardening equipment buy a lot of grow lights buy a lot of hydroponic stuff big greenhouses all of that will draw attention from the people who are interested in tracking down illegal um, marijuana growing in use. 
if we've got any of the plant around at all, it's because we have some hemp rope somewhere in the world. But Which I don't think so we're do. not concerned about that. But still, I don't like attracting attention from people who make it their lives' work to sniff around in other people's business. No, we have no interest in that. Now, one thing I want to I want to point out again is where we have nothing to do. We're not going to talk about the legality of. Whether it should be legal. Whether it should be or not. We're not, we're so not going to go there because it's politics. One part I do want to touch on is the fact that this is a politicized product. And therefore, a lot of the literature that you're able to find is very politicized. It's either extremely for the product or it's extremely anti the product. And they're trying to either sell you on or dissuade you from the whole idea of medical marijuana. And that politicalization of it is something you really have to look out for when you're looking at the literature. You know, you're trying to find sources that are scientific as opposed to the the pro side or the anti sides foundation of if you do this, you'll have you know, a life living in heaven on earth, or you'll go straight to to living uh, as a gibbering idiot, reefer madness, blah blah. <laughs> you know, because there's both of these sides are really, really engaged in this debate and they both put out a lot of information and a lot of it is contradictory yeah so watch for the politicalization if you if you try to find information watch for the politicalization on this particular topic it's really out there i I read several sites in the when i was was thinking about uh, starting the story and i was not surprised at how much direct confrontation there is on the on the uh, subject and how much the information both sides are putting directly out conflicts direct, correctly yeah. conflicts yeah with the other so so my summary on this would basically be that although i am convinced that it does have legitimate medical uses i'm not very impressed with it as a prep because of shelf life knowing what you're getting and quantities you can store are all kind of pretty big deals in that discussion, and it doesn't score well on those venues. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to agree with her. I think we're we're we're, we're leading towards being buzzkills on this. Literally, we're leading towards being buzzkills. Oh, uh, side note, probably ought to add in before we go. The CBD oil you yeah, can buy that online a lot thing. of places yeah, now. And it's all over the place now, and it's really being promoted. There's a lot of yeah, I I have There's, some friends who right. are very much multi-level fans of it. Has gotten their hands on this one. Yeah, and they're pushing it very hard. Hard. And some of them are strong believers. I have a friend who uses it for nausea suppression and anxiety suppression, as well as uh, reduced pain after workouts. How much of that's placebo and how much of that's real? I don't know, but I know this person is a big believer in it. You know she, but and, and they, you know she does have and, nausea problems. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, we're uh, not going to go in the house. <laughs> we, know she, we know she does have uh, Let's say pregame jitters are something she has experienced in her athletic past. Every bloody <laughs> time. In fact, this, this is true. I was, I saw her right towards a trash can pregame and dumping her head in the trash can and throwing up. And I'm like, girl, you're not even playing in this one. Your daughter is. She's like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You're not even in it. I know. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, it's a real thing with her. She has a very tender stomach. Yeah, but. One of the things they push hard is the fact that the CBD is not intoxicating. And they're right. It's not. But is it addictive? What is, yeah. Is it addictive? And what else does it do to brain activity? I don't know. And they don't know. And the, con- the thing is, it's really concentrated, too. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And, and again, this is a, this is a drug. Yeah, and the THC is intoxicating. Don't get me wrong. But um, this is a a, a drug. But is it FDA approved? Only in a couple of only a couple of the CBD preparations. The other preparations are not don't have the quality control that FDA approved medications have. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, that's who who knows what's in it. (laughs) According to the sampling and and, uh, analysis I saw. You don't. Oh. So. Okay. Well, it's just one. Yeah, that was. I was wanting to throw that out there too because I know that's a, re- and that's a big one of these multi-market or multi-level marketing schemes. That's where that's coming. That's the driving force behind. It. Like to be like the the old metabolite used to be. Yeah. Whenever a a, a new herbal supplement, and and that's how they're treating it. Whether or not it's legal to sell it that way is a great question. But at the moment, they're doing it and. Nobody's getting too uptight about it, so there you are. It's happening. Uh, Whenever that kind of supplement comes out, they tend to take, we have not firmly established that there are these negative effects, to there are no negative effects. And that ends up being a bigger leap than is justified in many cases. (laughs) Yeah, because people doing the selling have zero interest in doing that kind of research. And they haven't had to do that kind of research because it's not under FDA oversight. And people who are interested, who are legitimate researchers, have had trouble doing the research because of the limitations on availability of the compounds. So, frankly, yeah, it's, I mean, it's still kind to, of a, kind of a crapshoot. Who wants to pay for it, too? I mean, you know, paying, paying to disprove something that makes no financial... Yeah, it's, That's the sort of, of research of that do, gets yeah. done at universities because uh, they can do it as a side, you know, they can do it in conjunction with their teaching, and they don't have to have a strong additional financial motive right. to make it plausible. But, so, those, but those, those are not the very first uh, research projects that get done. Those get done no. over time. They get done eventually, and they get done in small numbers, and they get done with smaller sample size because that's what those people can afford. They don't have as much money to spend as the people who are making profit from the stuff. So, so there we are. Yeah. There you have it, medical MJ. We're gonna we're gonna leave you with a. Well, we're not we're not prepping it. You do what you like. 
But we're going to leave you with a comment that if you decide this is something you're really interested, know the law in your state, know the federal law. Know the law. Don't violate the law. Now, you you guys may be out there saying, well, (laughs) I'll just grow it myself. That's your thing. Okay, that's your thing. That's not my thing. That is your thing. You're on your own on that one because that's not what we're recommending. Okay, we're recommending keep it legal. You do what you want. That's up to you. But that's not. And this and this isn't even a nudge, nudge, wink, wink recommendation. This is really. I mean, this to me is not worth losing my right to own firearms. It's just not. Okay. I, I don't think it's worth the risk to my right to keep and bear arms, which can be, whether it's le- moral or not, but it can be taken away from you by the court. So. Yep. Okay. Thank you for listening.